Perak Aleph, Mishnah, Hey, Metzias, Beno, Ubito, Akatanim. If one's son or daughter that are Katanim find a Metzia, and the truth is the Gemara explains that Katanim, here minors, really means Kol Shem Smuchum Al Shulchanu, as long as they're dependent on your table, meaning the father is still supporting them. So then, Afilahim Gadolim, even if they're adults, they're still going to fall into this category of Katanim. Or mitzias avdo of shivchaso hakananim, the mitzia of your evid or of your shivcha that are kananites, these uh, evid kanani or a shivcha kanani that you own, they find something. Or mitzias ishto if your wife finds something. All of these scenarios hari elu shaloi, you can keep it. The Gemara explains because by the mitzia of your son or your daughter that are being somich on your table, why can you keep it? Takanas hachamim in order that there not be hatred between a father and a son, the father supporting the son, so the son finds something, the father keeps it. Now with regards to a daughter though, whether she's a katana, whether she's a nara, even if she's not dependent on the father, she can support herself. Nevertheless, her mitzvahs, her findings belong to the father. Because the Pasuk says, that anything that your daughter is bringing in, goes to the father. Some argue and they hold even the metzias of a daughter does not go to the father only when she's been somich on his table. But if she's not, then she can keep it herself. So there's others that argue. Um, okay. The metzia of your avid or of your shivcha that are kananim, the master can keep it. Why? Because the master owns them. So that which they acquire, the master acquires. And the mitzia of your wife, you can keep it, the husband keeps it, because it's the kind of sachamim, in order that there not be hatred between a man and his wife. Because if his wife finds something, it goes to the husband. However, if the, if, the, if the findings of your sons or daughters that are gedolim, meaning they're not relying on the father's table anymore, they're supporting themselves, they can even be minors, even if they're katanim, but they're supporting themselves. Or, the findings of your, your servant find something, or your maidservant, that are ivim, the Jewish maidservants, or the Jewish servants. Or, if your wife found something, but it's a wife that you divorced, you divorced her already. So, in all these scenarios, and in the case of the divorced wife, even if you have yet to give her the ksuba, so there's still like a connection. Yes, you divorced her, but you didn't give the ksuba yet. And the truth is, the Gemara explains that the Kavanah of the Mishnah is for a woman, the truth is, she's divorced and she's not divorced. Meaning, he threw her her get, and there's a suffix where it landed. Would it land near him, and therefore she did not acquire it yet? Or did it land near her, and she did acquire it? We learned this back in Masech the Gittin. So, should we go ahead and say this example, the Baila, the husband, is still chayiv to support her, because she's only a suffix divorce, she's not fully divorced. So, call him the CSLO, all of these cases where one uh, finds a, a lost object, initially they do not go to the husband, they, they do not go to the master, they do not go to the father. Those that find they can keep it themselves. Why? Because the son and the daughter, they're supporting themselves. The Avid Ivri or the, or the Shifcha Ivri, uh, they're, they're Jewish servants, different halacha than Avid Kananis. And the wife that you, uh, is a suffix divorced, so you still have to support her. And since you still have to support her, well, they bring that over here, so with regards to the wife that's suffix divorced, the Gemara explains, that the mission is coming to teach us, even though you're chayv to support her, so the chayv, you'd think, I should be able to keep it. The husband should keep the lost item. I'm still supporting her. No. He cannot um, get the mitzvah that she finds on the floor. 
Why? Because she'll take the chachamim and she'll say, Why the chacham makes this takana? That if a wife finds something that goes to the husband, it was because of Eva. We didn't want hatred between husband and wife, so it all goes to the husband. But over here, me Achashikvar Zarkla Gita, he already threw her get. So Yeshla Eva Eva, there's tremendous hatred here. So there's so much hatred here, there's no need to make a takana and say that what she finds goes to the husband. They're going to hate each other anyways. So in this scenario, she can keep what she finds and does not have to give it to the husband. And this is a scenario where there's a doubt whether she's divorced. If she's fully divorced, all the more so, of course she can keep what she finds. Mishnah Vav, Mata Shtari Chov. So one finds a Shtar Chov, a document of debt on the floor. Behem, it says in the, in the Shtar, that the Lova borrowed from the Mava. Mr. Borrower borrowed, you know, $100,000 from Mr. Lender. So, if there's a Chayas Nechasim on the Shtar, it's written in the Shtar, the Lova, the borrower, there was a Sheba on his land to the Malva, to the lender, meaning the lender can put a lien on the borrower's land. If the borrower does not pay up, the lender can go ahead and collect his assets, collect his land. So if there's a chrayas nechasim, if the lender does not pay back, the lender can come collect from his karka, from his land. So then says the Mishnah, lo yachzer, do not return these shtaros. Don't return to, lo yachzer shtaros to malva, don't return the shtar to the malva. Even if the borrower admits that I did not pay up the chovya, I did not pay up the debt yet, still, don't return it to the uh, lender. Yeah. Don't return it to the lender, even if the borrower, the lova, admits that he did not pay up the debt yet. Why? Because Bezdin will collect from them. What does this mean? So, in a normal scenario, Bezdin will collect on behalf of the mouth, on behalf of the lender, the debt. If the lover, the borrower, cannot pay it up with cash, the basil will go ahead and say, you know, let's take the borrower's karka, his land. And even if the borrower had sold his land, if he sold it after the date that the star was written, after the date that the loan was written, so the basin could go ahead and collect it from those buyers because they shouldn't have bought it, seeing that this uh, borrower had outstanding debt to a lender. And the fact that the borrower sold it, now it's too bad. The basin can come and collect it from the buyers and give it to the lender. The lender has a lien on it. So we're concerned over here that maybe the lover, the borrower, Kvar Paralamav, he already paid up the Mavi, paid up the lender. The Hashtar and the Shtar, who did it fall from? It fell from the borrower. Because since he paid it up already, he's not being careful with it. And why is he saying he didn't pay up the debt? The lender and the borrower are cooking up a, a fraud. They're coming to make they're coming to be crooked. What they're doing is like this. The lover, the borrower borrows hundred grand from the lender. The borrower then sells his you know his real estate to the buyer, it's worth hundred grand. The borrower then pays the lender back for the loan. Then the borrower drops the um, you know, document on the floor. He doesn't care about it. Someone finds it. And he says, oh, i got to return this. Looks like, you know, borrower owes the lender 100 grand. And the borrower says, yeah, you know, I, I never paid it up. So if he returns it, the lender will then go to the borrower and say, I, w- I want to collect money. He'll say, oh, i got no money. He'll go then to the buyers, take the land, and then the borrower and the lender will split it amongst themselves. They'll split that land. So they're just coming to cook up this, this fraudulent uh, 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 case. So therefore, because of this concern, do not return this kind of shtar when you find it on the floor. However, if 
if there's no avon lo kasavem shibud haloyves hakagazel malve, if in the document it doesn't say anywhere that the borrower's assets are meshubed, there's like a lien on them to the lender, so then yachs you could return the shtar to the malva to the lender as long as the lova admits that he didn't pay it up, because now she ain't based in the front end. Based won't go ahead and collect the land from buyers that had bought it from the borrower after the loan was issued, because it says in the document that there is no shibud nechasim. There's no lien, the lender capital lien on the borrower's nechasim, um, on his assets. So here there would be no concern, if you're a mayor, and therefore you could return as long as the lender admits he didn't pay up the loan yet. Like we explained. Whether you have in the shtar chayis nechasim, whether you don't have it. Lo yachs, you don't return the shtar to the malve. If they should bathe in the from him, because bathe will collect from a star even if there's no achrayas on it. Basically, the Cham hold that no one's going to write a star without writing in it that the lender can come after the borrower's assets if he does not pay up. And if the borrower sold his assets, he'll collect it from the lekuchos, from the, from the buyers. No one's going to write a loan without putting that clause in the document. Otherwise, it's just plain foolish. So according to the Chumim, if there's a shtar that doesn't have that clause in the document, it's just a toe sofer. It's a mistake that the scribe made when he was writing the document. But we'll always allow the lender to collect from the Lova's assets, even that which he sold after the loan was issued, because he could put a lien on it, and, he, and it's owed to him. Therefore, according to the Chum, it doesn't matter what the case is. Whether there's a chayis nechassim, whether there's no chayis nechassim. You'd never return a, a shtar, because we're concerned that this kinyo, this fraudulent case, as the lender and the borrower are coming to pull together, and therefore don't return the document. And the Lacha actually follows it like the Chachamim. However, in Kazu Bishtar Beferish, if in the shtar it's written explicitly, we can tell there's no mistake, it wasn't left out, but it says explicitly that the lender will have no um, power over the borrower's assets no matter what. So then the Chum will agree. If the borrower admits that I did not pay up the Chov yet, so then you could return the Shtar to the Malve in this scenario.